You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. Why do we want to say no? I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. So much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. Welcome back to Represent. It's just me and Bridie today. Just us. Um, There's going to be two extra people and they've both not been able to come. I know. George has got a very important job interview. Yay, George. Yeah, go George. And we were supposed to have um, the candidate for Werribee, Jack, on the show, but he sadly has gotten caught up in the floods like so Like other, so many people. So, so, like so many people. Um, you know... I really went to bed last night and I didn't have a single thought about flooding. Me neither. I thought about the rain and we went for a walk because we live quite close to the river. So we went for a walk to see if it had flooded over the path and it had. Oh. And then we went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. But um, we've got a pretty laid back show, probably a bit of a short one today. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about the female-led protests in Iran and... Remind me what you're talking about I'm again, talking Mary. about the floods. The floods, of course. Yeah. It'll be the topic of the day. We'll go straight take in. Take it away, Mimi. Thank you, Bridie, <laughs> our signature phrase. I shall yeah. take it away. So as I've already said, I'm going to be talking about the women-led protests in Iran. And I think it's really sad that we haven't even spoken about them yet. I know. Yet. It's I a felt bad, a little really. bit guilty. Yeah, me too. Um, and then I was I keep like, seeing it everywhere. I know, oh, wow. and um, another thing I felt that's... I'm going to feel guilty about is I listened to Masa Amini's name pronounced so many times, and now I can't remember how it's pronounced. I was well, like, you just said it. I said it right? Beautiful. I think so. I, I think so. listened to it so many times, and I was like, saying my and then I was like, when I was talking, you just said I was like, I've forgotten how to say it. I'm pretty sure. So bad at names. But yes, it's going into its fourth week, and we definitely should have spoken about it sooner, but mm. I don't, yeah, I only really... Today I was okay. like, we're here now. I was like, yeah, we're here now. Yesterday I was like, oh, this we should have said, spoken about this. But these four week long protests all started with the death of Masa Amini, a 22 year old Kurdish woman who died of police brutality in custody after she was arrested for wearing her hijab incorrectly. She was wearing one, but it was I gather like kind of like worn loosely around yeah. her head, and um, 
that is illegal. Several Iranian cities have had protests, uh, but the majority have taken place in Tehran, where Amini was killed, but also in the country's west, close to borders of Iraq and Turkey, so around those areas as well. The protests have been defined by the chant, Women, Life, Freedom, summing up the Iranian women's fight against the oppressive patriarchal nature of the Islamic Republic. On Saturday, the protesters hacked into Iran... Iran's biggest news channel to broadcast images of protesters who have died during the government's crackdown on Iranian dissent. The broadcast included these images, along with the chant, Women, Life, Freedom, and invited viewers to join us and rise up. Since the protest started four weeks ago, it has been estimated that 150 people have died. I was really blown away by the the fact that they could hack into that yeah, that's news channel. Cool. I mean, when that's I, like have you seen the ABC. video? No, I haven't. Actually. I saw it and I was like, wow, that is... It's only like they only get it for like three seconds and then obviously someone like... Turns it off. Is like, yeah, yeah turns it off. But I was like, wow, that's quite... Um, it's quite big. Yeah, it's cool. However, a professor in global thought and comparative philosophies at the University of London, Arshin Abdib Muhammad, warns that this should not be compared to the 1979 revolution that saw the overturn of the last Shah of Iran. That revolution had a figurehead that protesters could unite against, but also, as we've seen with the Sri Lankan protests early in this year, a perfect storm is really needed to topple over a regime, and revolutions take a very long time. So he's saying that we really shouldn't think this of this as a revolution yet. Okay. Um, he also points out that this is very much a protest that is dictated by technology, as we've seen by the news broadcast. But as much as this is in the protesters' favour, this is also in, of course, Islamic Republic's favour. Powerful protester demonstration videos have continuously circled social media, and these have been effective in informing, but also uniting people around the world to encourage their countries to do more to help the women of Iran. Iran because, obviously, we can't have journalists on the ground there. So the only way that we're getting a lot of this information is through videos by protesters themselves. But of course, the Islamic Republic has been doing its best to shut down communication. So they've been trying to like, I guess, shut down their interconnect connection. I'm not really sure how that sort of stuff works. Well, just sort of, I assume, similar to how they do in China with like WhatsApp isn't allowed and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So they're trying to stop that kind of stuff getting out and they're obviously increasing their sense. So what are some things that can be done? Adib Mughadamad says that, says that, and I quote, this is a quote of his, one of the main enforcers for the Islamic Republic is the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. If the IRGC decided to remain in its barracks or refused to fire on protesters if ordered, this could change everything. This refusal to cause further bloodshed would need to be widespread and not merely sporadic. I thought that was like a really interesting. Um, That's super interesting. So is that a separate? It's not like the army, or is it like government run, or is it a separate organization? Do you know? It well, it says here it's one of the main enforcers for the Islamic Republic. So I presume that like, it's obviously it's probably obviously I guess I should have done more research. I'm so sorry, Brady. It's so obviously okay. probably not like entirely. Obviously, they're not under the government control because it's kind of outlining that they could obviously refuse to do something but I guess um yeah I think it is part of the army I'm just looking at the link on the mm. sheet it's a branch of the army that's independent of the regular army so it's mm. just kind of like the special army the special <laughs> army <laughs> the extra it's like but it is Iran's dominant military force this says mm. the Britannica 
So I guess it would take them, yeah, like, being like, we're not going to do what you say, but obviously yeah. that's very, like, that would be... Pretty shocking. Very shocking. Yeah. Very revolutionary. <laughs> Indeed. But I just thought that that was kind of, and like, just like an interesting point because I feel like when we talk about how these things can be stopped, as I've kind of said here below that I'll go into, it's kind of more stuff like, oh, like, um, you know, we'll put restrictions on Iran and stuff like that. But I feel like this was a, seemed like a very, like, kind of achievable thing to do, obviously, he also says in his article it probably won't happen, but, like, it would be interesting to see if it did and, yeah. like, how that would play out. So, as I've said, in Australia, journalists have suggested tightening sanctions against Iran, but this also always has negative effects on the citizens of any country that you do this on, so it's probably, I guess, not too effective. Um, or recalling Australia's ambassador from Iran and expelling the Iranian ambassador from Australia, as well as just calling politicians to condemn the actions of the Islamic Republic. And I think that a lot of that is achieved through, like, our own voices and the yeah. way that things spread on social media kind of pressure governments to have a response. I think, like, Penny Wong has kind of said something, but it wasn't very, like, I think substantial. Can, yeah, exactly, just kind of saying it for the sake of it. Yeah. So what do you make of all this, Bridie? I f yeah, like, just well, your general I mean, thoughts. I think it's kind of easy to say, like, oh, you know, the protesters should just overthrow the government. Like, obviously, like, the wearing of hijabs is such a controversial issue in so many mm. places around the world. And there's just so much to consider when you talk about it. Yeah. Um, I am a bit pessimistic when it comes to, like, revolutions and things like, I don't know that this will end up how a lot of people probably want it to. And, like, I don't think it'll have the ideal ending that would be nice. But having said that, it's definitely bring It's really, like, high profile across the world. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely bringing stuff to a lot of people's attention. So I definitely think that there's, like, change potential to change things because of these. It just might not be as drastic and as, like, on as large a scale as the people who are protesting want it to be. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting the stuff you say about the hijab because in 1979, um, when women protest, then wearing the hijab was kind of a sign of going against um, that leader and, like, a sign okay. of opposition. And now it's kind of been used, obviously, in the opposite way where now it's, like in some ways, um, can be used to oppress. Yes. Um, which I thought I thought was really interesting how that table kind of turned. Yeah, that but, is um, interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think that, like, I think you're right. I think, like, with Sri Lanka, like, they got into someone's house and they swam in his pool and, like, yeah, had his undies yeah. on the chandelier, but then it all went back to normal. Yeah, it's kind of nothing's really come of it. And I yeah, think, like... Yet. It's. I agree. I think it's easy to be pessimistic, but I think I think that's okay sometimes. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of stuff going on. There is a lot. Um, but I think like a nice way to think about it is, I guess, with every. I feel like every time something does happen, and obviously it sucks that bad things have have to happen for this to happen. But every time there is like protests, I feel like they get bigger and bigger every time, and like yeah. something new at least is achieved. Yeah, definitely. Every single and, time. You know, it's brought to more people's attention mm. everywhere. Like, every time. 
Yeah. What do you think about the way that technology has helped spread information like these protests on a global scale? Do you think that, like, obviously it's good because we're all hearing about it and we wouldn't be able to if we didn't have it, but at the same time, technology can be used so much to, like, control mm-hmm. people. Like, what yeah, do you just think about I it think- playing out on the internet? I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, this is like the first time, you know, this sort of era is the first time that something like this has ever been able to happen on the internet and be like spread and broadcast so easily, so quickly. Um, I'm not sure whether it, you know, helps social change. I think it definitely spreads information, but that can be false as well. It can be falsified so easily. I would say the way that we're dependent on it for these protests in Iran, like the dependency on information coming from social media probably isn't a good thing. But realistically, what else can we do? Like, Mm -hmm. it's dangerous to send journalists in there, you know. So I'm not sure whether it helps or hinders social change, but it definitely creates social change, shall we say. It does. That's probably a better way of thinking about it. It does create social change. This is kind of off topic a little bit but do you think that like journalists role will change from like actually reporting to rather just analyzing videos that people have like put across social media i mean i definitely think that's already kind of part of the job Mm. of a journalist because a lot of these videos and like the way that people have organized a timeline of events is like from i like watched this video from the um bbc about how they like went and looked at the videos and then went to google earth and like looked at the surroundings in the videos and then pinpointed where the protests were happening because, like, they couldn't... Yeah. They wouldn't be able to tell otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, totally. invest, so investigative. It so is, you know, but sort of... journalism's already a thing, but, like... It's sort of investigative, but, like, from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's such an interesting way to think about journalism. Yeah, definitely. Bridie, talk to me about these floods. You are the weatherman today, I the weather am, woman. I am the weather... Weather woman. Weather... Meteorologist. (laughs) Not quite. Anyway, as everyone listening probably knows, we've had some pretty crazy weather down here in Victoria yesterday and overnight. So there's been a lot of flooding from places in western and central Victoria, in Rochester and Seymour and Malmesbury, um, to the middle of Melbourne, Maribyrnong, um, Kensington, South Kensington, Werribee, um, you know, all that sort of area, Footscray down in the inner west, very, very close to the city, um, which is not usually where we tend to get flooding. Um, we also have, you know, rivers that are still on high flood alert, the Maribyrnong, Werribee, and um, rivers in Melbourne, as well as the Yarra around, like, Heidelberg, I think, and then, like, rivers out, you know, in the country, like the Campaspe River is the one in Rochester, which is having like quite severe floods and they've sandbagged and it's been under an evacuation order for about three days. So it's been a huge amount of rain at Strathbury North, which is sort of just outside Melbourne. They've had 224 millimetres of rain, which is about a third of our average total rainfall in like three days, which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. 1,500 people have already applied for emergency assistance and there are 500 fo- homes flooded, 500 isolated, and 4,700 without power across the state. And that number's obviously going to change as the levels of water, you know, everywhere change. Um, but that is what it was at Daniel Andrews' press conference earlier today. So the Maribyrnong River is currently at 
4.09 meters and the major flood level is 2.9 meters. So it's way, 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 way over that major flood level. Um, and there have been 60 rescues conducted, meaning 60 households. <laughs> one of which is my boyfriend's household, I would presume. That's one of the yeah. 60. One of the 60. It's a really fun, well, it's not funny, it's serious. Not funny, it's serious. <laughs> Photo of him in one of those SES boats. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> he looks quite dishevelled. He does a bit, which is fair enough, you know. Yeah. You've woken up to water at your feet. Imagine getting out of your bed and just being like, there's water on my floor. I know. That would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it actually is not over, despite, you know, it's been quite sunny today. There have just been, you know, a few little drops of rain in Melbourne. But yeah, it's not over. Um, there's more rain forecast for the coming days and the coming weeks. I read that they're going to be raining or that it's going to be raining for like eight weeks. But when they say that, like... They don't mean like yesterday, like when it rains all day. They just mean like it, there will be reasonable amounts of rain. And because the ground is already so sodden and the dams are all full, mm. that's why it's a concern. Right. Okay. Because like I'm thinking like if they don't... Like, yeah... Yeah. Like, if it drizzles, then it's like, whatever. But, yeah, you know. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I swear it drizzles every day in Melbourne. Like, it does rain every <laughs> few weeks. Like yeah. And there are obviously going to have to be dam releases, which will cause more flooding. But that's quite um, outside of Melbourne. Not that that makes it not an issue, but it makes it an issue for less people, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, in Shepparton, in the coming days, so I believe it was between Saturday to Tuesday, they're expecting up to 4,000 homes to flood. Um, which is a lot. Mm. And, I mean, that's heaps more than are flooded currently, and that's just in one, um, I believe, Chapman's a city, actually, not a town. Oh, is it? I think it's quite big. I know it's a big country town, but is it classified as a city, really? I guess it's like Toowoomba, like the city of Toowoomba. Yeah. I guess it could yeah, be. Yeah, I kind of see it as Toowoomba. No, not really, but 77,000. No. Oh, no, regional city of Chapman. Oh, well. Anyway. Not the point. <laughs> um, I also saw a photo on Twitter of a sinkhole at Echuca Primary School, um, which is fun. That's bizarre. Yeah. Do you remember at the start of 2020, there was that sinkhole in Kew? Did you hear about that? No. Oh, okay. It was right near my aunt's house, and like there was just this huge sinkhole that opened up in the park. We went to visit. It was really early in lockdown. When Did you could anyone, still go like, out. fall in? No, no one fell in. <laughs> they just put, like, fences up, and it kind of kept getting How bigger. How deep was it? It was really deep. Yeah, oh my gosh. like it was a big, big hole, like, like, like probably ten meters in... across. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was big. Anyway, this one at Echuca Primary School was not that big. Seventy <laughs> percent <laughs> um, of the tiny town of Charlton is flooded, which is um, only like forty homes, but seventy percent of the town—that's mm. a lot. Um, some areas of Tasmania received over four hundred mils of rain, so there's been a huge amount of rain. Um, the Greens have given a presser in Kensington today um, with Adam Bant, the leader of the Greens nationally, and Ellen Sandal, the MP for Melbourne, and um, the leader of the Victorian Greens. She lives in Kensington and they give it, obviously it's flooded there, and they've said basically that the flooding is a symptom of climate change. Daniel Andrews kind of brushed it off and said, now isn't the time to talk about policy, you know. Um, but I think it's quite kind of ironic that this flooding has happened this week when there's all this talk about the federal government joining up to this methane pledge na internationally, um, which I don't know that much about. I just know mm. that 
the Liberals don't want them to sign up to this methane pledge. I know that New Zealand has introduced a burp tax on livestock. Oh my gosh. Because of like Thought cow you're about burps. to say people. No, that would be really <laughs> funny though. How do you stop cows from burping? Well, you don't. You just have to You can to, only have like, a certain amount of cows. You, I think you just have to pay more if you have more cows. Like, I'm not sure whether no. it's a tax on, like, the sale of cows or, like, on farmers each year. But mm. I don't I don't know. I just heard it on the radio. <laughs> anyway, I also read that the SES has been preparing and door-knocking people in Maribyrnong areas that they were expecting to flood since Tuesday. But people have been also complaining, and even the mayor of the city of Maribyrnong said we should have done more, essentially, to prepare. So what do you think? Should they have done more to prepare in the inner city areas that got flooded? Well, I don't think, and to be fair, they could have slept through it, but I don't think my boyfriend got a door knock. Yeah. And his house is in the main photo where it's, like, disastrous. So I'm like... Obviously, they didn't get to everyone, or like. But he lives so close to the river. I feel like even if they didn't get to everyone, surely he'd be like a high priority. One of the ones, yeah. But he also, they also could have, they could have slept through they a door knock. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I kind of think. I mean, I don't really, I didn't really talk to him about it last night or much too much today. But like, mm. it from my perspective. I don't really think I or him even thought about it. Like, it didn't even yeah, cross our minds. because we're in the middle of Melbourne, you know. It's yeah. just not something that happens. And, like, I definitely don't think he even had a thought about... What if the my house floods? It, yeah, and I know that they did announce warnings. They I know they, they did. About it. You know, they've been talking about it for a few days, but I don't think anyone kind of expected it to be as I bad think as anyone it was. was. I think everyone kind of thought it was a bit of, like, eh. Because like you, I feel because like because it happened a few years ago. I remember this very vividly because it was on my birthday weekend, which is in like <laughs> December, and there was all this stuff planned um, with like my swimming club that got cancelled because it was outdoors. And the bomb said, "Oh my god, it's going to be this one in a hundred year rain event. It's going to be huge. It's going to be terrible. Stay home. Don't do anything. Rah rah rah. Whatever." In a rain, like it chucked it down for about fifteen minutes one morning, and that was it. Um, yeah, but I that's what I feel like always like it happens. it was going to be a false alarm. Yeah, I think people definitely... Th- I thought it was. My roommates were kind of talking about it, and I was like, we'll be fine. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Which, yeah. like, we obviously were, but, like, I I don't know. I just feel like people think it's... Well, I just... Yeah, I just thought they were kind of being a bit dramatic. Especially yeah. because, like, I feel like there's always a warning. Like, there's always some kind of weather warning, I swear. So I was just kind of so. like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's another... It's always like, strong wind warning, Yeah, yeah, warning. a gale warning. We I was always have the radio of... on at home before I go to school, and so I'm always hearing, like, there's a warning here, there's a warning yeah, here. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. So I think I was just kind of like, they always say there's a warning. But you know what? I think after this, we'll people won't do more. that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially the people whose houses got flooded. Yeah. And, like, I think it really makes you think, like, about... Well, obviously, obviously climate change, like, I don't think we should brush it off. I think mm. now people are so, like, not, not, like, You're not complacent. You're into my next question yeah. right now. <laughs> not complacent. I don't think people are complacent, but people need to, like, I kind of think people need to be badgered about issues like climate change when there's a wild weather event because in two yeah. weeks they'll forget about it and they'll be like, yes. oh, like, that didn't happen or I forgot about that. And, like, yeah, I well, think now like is definitely floods. the time. Like people have just forgotten about that and it happened like three times in a year and a half or something. Yeah. I think now's definitely the time to talk about it. And I think like, you know, those rivers, those that Maribyrnong River and Mary Creek aren't that big. They should no. not be flooding like that. Yeah. And like 100%. I think it's really interesting to think about how like 
it will just affect so many things and like where people want to live. Like if we keep like having insurance. stuff like that, that's just going to happen every single time yeah. it rains. Exactly. And like that's obviously not okay. Yeah, well, I was we were watching the news last night and oh, I can't quite. It was in New South Wales. I can't remember what town it was, but one of the ones that was flooded like several times in the Northern Rivers and it was like the Catholic four different Catholic schools haven't been able to get insurance because of their location and they have to decide whether to just keep going and then not be able to afford to repair if it floods again or to move the schools, which is obviously another huge cost. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there's not that much more to that. That's just kind of something I saw. Yeah, and I just think about, like, housing, like, the way that we used, well, that we used to build houses, like, literally ages ago. Like, I'm talking, like, 100-year-old homes yeah. and stuff. But the My way, house like, was built in, in 1888, so, like... Yeah, and like, it's an old house. And home, but I more mean homes that are like built for the environment, like in Queensland, yeah. still. The Queenslanders, because, because they're up so high. Yeah, and like, we're not, obviously, when those houses weren't built that in mind, but it's because these are unprecedented things that should not be happening. Like, yeah. Maribyrnong Island houses aren't built on stilts because no. there shouldn't be flooding there anyway. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah totally. I just think it's ridiculous that people think, sorry, I'm on a real big. No, no, it's I just okay. think it's ridiculous it's that people don't think it's like. Because of climate change. Yeah, and exactly. If this stuff was happening all the time, they would have been those houses would have had stilts on them two hundred years ago. Do exactly. You know what I mean? If like, this was I'm something like... normal, we would have thought about it. We would have had it before. I mean, mm. I don't know. Maybe it happened before. You know, in those they talked about on the news, they're always talking about like, oh, there were floods in nineteen seventy four. There were floods in nineteen thirty four. Whatever. Like, I'm sure they probably flooded in Maribyrnong then, but it didn't now. Yeah, like, and this no is also like would. after like one day of rain. Yeah. I think the other reason I was so sceptical is because obviously Brisbane's had a few floods, Mm -hmm. very bad ones recently, but those things have happened after, like, days of consecutive heavy rain. Well, I think that they're much more prepared for days and days of rain in Brisbane as well. Yeah. We don't get days and days of rain. We're prepared for fires. We're sorted Mm. for fires down here. I think there would be, like, devastation in Brisbane if they were at risk of a fire, but mm. that's less an issue here. Yeah, I get that, but I'm just thinking, like, geez, after one night yeah. of rain? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the show today, guys. It was yeah. a bit of a downer, but I think we got a bit heated at the end, and that was we kind did. of exciting. I think it was fun. I had a, I had a good time. <laughs> fun, so, so fun. Yeah. Hilarious content for us. Oh, yeah, super entertaining. Um. We sadly don't have a quote of the day, but hopefully we will next week. (laughs) And next week we are also supposed to... We've got a whole week of guests signed up. Do we? Won't reveal who because it seems that when we reveal that we're having guests, they never end up coming on. So I'm not going to say who it is, but hopefully there will be a guest. So thanks for tuning in to represent here on Sin. We've been your host, George Mimi. Oh! No George. No George. You can tell I'm reading the script. No, George. We've been your hosts, Mimi and Bridie. You can keep us up to date and let us know what you thought of our show on the, our socials, which we will <laughs> We've be... We've got to stop talking about this ref- like without using them. <laughs> we will be revitalising the socials the when we have guests. I asked Jack yesterday okay. if we could have taken videos and photos of him, and he said yes. So we would have had a very social show That's today. That's great. Well, we can... You know what? Let's put on. something on the Instagram, just because, even though we got <laughs> This says you, Brady, because I'll you're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, because I'm like... I'm going to take a photo like, right now. I'll take a point five it. of us. Ready? Okay. Because I, I, I know I won't, which I know is bad, but... 
I just have uni and... Sunshine. You know what? I look bald in that photo and I'm still going to post it. Great. Um, if you want to hear this episode again or catch up on any of our old episodes, you can find us on podcasts, our podcast on Omni or Spotify at Represent. So please tune into those, download those, and remember to stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.